Hello, uh, what you're about to hear is rambling nonsense that eventually ends when my mother incessantly phones and then we spoke at length after that and forgot to press record. But this this is our first podcast. That's right, we're going to start again because that is not an intro. I think we should keep all of this in because it will make no sense just now about why we keep clicking our fingers. <laughs> but it will make sense when you get to the end of the podcast. Okay. It, we now have a fourth wall. Yeah. Or two walls. <laughs> We're in a bus shelter. Yeah. But yeah, sorry. Hello, I'm Gil. And I'm Roscoe. And we have just finished recording the thing you're about to hear. Most uh, of. Yeah, so the plan was that we were going to do a, a horror podcast. Um, in reality, it's kind of more like a Robocop fan fiction crossover with Star Wars. Um, in, in the, the style of Fifty Shades of Grey, which is a Twilight fan fiction, <laughs> we do not mention Robocop. Or horror or films. Horror. We do, we do mention some horror films. Yeah. So this is our first show at podcasting. Um, we hope you uh, hope you enjoy the show uh, as much as we enjoyed sitting here forever. Um, so and please listen right to the end because we do then make some requests after my mother's incessant phone calls. But not those kind of requests. Enjoy the show. Bodacious Horror Podcast. Bodacious? I never agreed to this. <laughs> uh, I'm Roscoe. Uh, I'm Gil. And today we're going to be talking shit about... We're going to be talking nonsense about... <laughs> I say uh, fuck it, swear. Yeah, fuck it. Anyone that doesn't like swearing is a cunt anyway. It's we can put like a wee uh, thing on iTunes that says like... Explicit, explicit, explicit content. 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 Uh-huh. So, vagina. <laughs> That's not explicit. Right. Unless you're talking about that film, uh, right. Teeth. Onwards. Onwards. Yeah. So, yeah, so the theme of this podcast is horror films, mm-hmm. which you decided they'll probably end up just being talking shit in random uh, ways, but... But yeah, we should probably say what our favourite horror films are then, so that people can decide which one of us they like or hate. Uh, I'm, to be honest, I'm not really bothered about horror films, are you? Not really. That's... Take it or leave it. Can when I? was the last time a horror film scared you? Last time a horror film scared me? Um, I'm worried about mentioning... Uh, Oh, because you, you got a fright when we went to the cinema to see uh, Chernobyl Diaries. Chernobyl Diaries. Which I, I think that's the worst of the Princess Diaries series. <laughs> uh, aye, Chernobyl Diaries was um, 
what would you say, an abomination? Or yeah, uh, <laughs> no, it, no, it wasn't. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't as bad as we expected. Considering it was from the producers of Paranormal Activity, yeah, which is Paranormal Activity. I, I, I think even though I don't have female reproductive organs and can't get pregnant, watching those films has been as pleasurable as I could imagine maybe an abortion being. But not a friendly abortion. I mean, like the dirty dancing, hot bath bottle of gin and coat hanger type abortion. I've, I have to say I've got a higher opinion of the, the paranormal activity movies than most uh, most horror fans. I have to say, um, I, I'm no don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's a a masterclass in the genre or anything like that. It's I, I think it's an abysmal franchise because look, we've had a lot of franchises spring up now that there is basically a film by them every year uh-huh. and that kind of started with Saw so, yeah. and people went oh they're bringing out a film every year we should do that and maybe didn't realise that the people behind Saw actually had a kind of bigger picture because as much as there's some of the Saw films that I don't like uh-huh. if you watch them all in one go, which uh-huh. takes like 14 hours. It's a good detective series. No. None of the horror has really horrified me, but it it does at least have a continuing story. Whereas Paranormal Activity is just, like the premise is some people find their house to be a bit spooky and then eventually end up setting up fucking video cameras everywhere. Like in their bathroom, in their hall, in their bedroom. Nobody acts like that. You just get out of the house. Or you grow up. Well, I mean, I, I get what you're saying about Saw, but for me it was always, we saw it always seemed as if they were uh, doing the retcon thing um, over and over again to make sequels. Uh, I enjoyed the. I don't know because the the retcon thing doesn't entirely work with Saw because some of the some of it does but some of it there's obvious hints at something else being put in Uh there because they will occasionally in a film slightly trash the continuity what is it? Uh, Is it Cone Girl? (laughs) Ice Cream Fantasy no, because like music like that wouldn't that accompany the wee guy on the bike and stuff. Absolutely. I mean, for me, Saw was was supposed to be a twenty minute short, and I think really that's that's about the extent of my interest in Saw is uh, is about the the extent of a twenty minute novelty piece. Um, the three D one was awful. I to be honest, the last one I saw was the the house of Jigsaw one, which. I really liked which was either the second one or the third one. Um, oh, well, see, now that there's what, seven? Was it six or seven? Uh, yeah. I think it was seven. They're, it, it's better as it gets towards the end. Right. I mean, if I was going to watch the Saw films, I, I wouldn't bother with the first one because the first one is just two guys in a room and it, it's not good. Well, it has an interesting bit at the end. Exactly. I mean, the first time I saw the first one uh-huh. was an all-night horror thing. Uh-huh. At about five o'clock in the morning. Uh-huh. 
so it did bore me quite a lot, but then the end did wake me up a bit, where I went, oh, now I have something to actually watch and concentrate on. Yeah. But the 3D film, they did that thing that I hate in horror films where they make the, the blood is really red. Uh -huh. It's like in the first one, the blood's kind of believable because it looks like mm -hmm. a congealed pool of blood. Mm -hmm. And when you get to the seventh one, it's just bright, uh -huh. bright red. But now people are going to think I really like the soft films, and that's not true. Yeah, yeah. I don't own any of them on DVD, as you know. I prefer buying like Vampire Killer Barbies and Aquanoids. Basically, basically anything that costs a pound. Anything that costs and a pound. And you buy in bulk. And four, cop <laughs> four different copies of Night of the Living Dead. So, so we, we saw, was there a, a, the, the current kind of theme with 3D movies is. Uh, a, a big thing that I hate about 3D movies is that they tend to throw in effects to deliberately go out at you. Oh, uh, look, the sword has come out of the, the screen. screen! Oh no! But yeah. actually, the, well, so the Saw film's a bit yeah. more subtle than that. I think that people... <laughs> saw film <laughs> subtle. Well, uh, that's the, the first time that's ever sorry, been said by anybody. I think the, the use of 3D uh -huh. is a bit more subtle than that. There were a couple of bits, but I think they would only really work in a cinema. Right. Because like there was a woman being torn in half mm -hmm. or something like that and just stuff goes everywhere and right. with a dummy filled with sausage meat <laughs> just falling out of it. And it was it was shit. Yeah. But I think the problem with 3D is that now it's become popular again to make stuff in 3D. The Saw film that was made in 3D was a far better 3D horror movie than Friday the 13th in 3D. Right. Because so that, that was full of, because he's got a machete. Uh -huh. Somebody gets killed, so pinned it, up against a tree or sorry, against a Friday wall. The, 13th, the, the remake of the, the first remake. one. So that was, was that 3D. Was 3D, right. You didn't see it. No. You didn't watch that piece of classic horror. It was, it was so fucking forgettable yeah. that I mean they, all the way through it it's Jason mm -hmm. it's not his mum uh -huh. really it's yeah but then the, the Friday the 13th films are films that I can kind of take or leave it got to the point with them where it had become so so obvious in every film that he's going to go about and kill a bunch of people mm -hmm. and then the person that you've been following throughout the entire film is going to have this redemption bit at the end where they miraculously kind of kill him but then he will appear for two seconds yep. at the end that that style of filmmaking I was just like nah I'm fed up with that but then when they made Jason X uh -huh. it was it was over the top it was cheesy. It featured the two sexy girls from Andromeda. Yep. <laughs> I love Becca Valentine in yeah. Andromeda. Yeah. With her, and I also admire her ability in Andromeda to change her hair colour at will. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Lisa Ryder, that was her name. Uh, Lexa Doig, who played in, who played Romy and Andromeda in Andromeda. They were both in Jason X. And I thought it was really cheesy that when it got to the bit 
where Jason goes into the hologram mm-hmm. suite yep. and it's Camp Crystal Lake and there's the two girls yep. with the massive fake yeah. breasts and then it cuts away from that and then when it cuts back to it he's got one of them in a sleeping bag just smacking them off a tree repeatedly and it's more like a squeak mm-hmm. noise with bone breaking noise at the same time that I just thought, yeah, this, this film can do no wrong. It also nice. features David Cronenberg in a cameo appearance <laughs> within the first three minutes. Because he's the guy that's in charge of the people that catch Jason in space. Ah, right. Do you know, fun fact about Jason, uh, Friday the 13th Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. Yep. It's the, it was filmed in Canada. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But that used to be a fun fact about films is that, oh yeah, this wasn't filmed in New York or anything, it was all filmed in Canada, but... And do you know how much of Jason X was actually filmed in space? None of it. I know, I, I feel so fucking ripped off, but that's, that's why I went right off the Star Trek franchise as well. <laughs> you know that none of the women that Kirk actually fucked that were green, were green. <laughs> Reminds me of that, uh, Smurf Palmo. <laughs> it was a smart porno. It was a smart porno. I, yeah. made, I made the mistake of looking up uh, pictures of China that used to do the wrestling. Oh, yeah. As yeah, She Hulk. Yeah. And they're now giving her her own film. Yeah. There's going to be a She Hulk porno. That's. But, uh, yeah. yeah. I've seen some interviews with China and she's, she's in a bad way. She is. She's in a bad way. But, uh, yeah. the most. Same as X Pac. He's, uh,. Who's that That's one? like the one, two, three kid for. Is this another wrestler? Our co star in her uh, infamous uh, scene. Um, oh, the from Avengers Triple X. I'm not sure. I think she's. I think it was a previous video to that. Yeah, because they so they made uh, they made uh, one night in China. That's the one. That I was think. meant to be a kind of we've got another celebrity. Mm-hmm cash-in type thing after one night in Paris. Yeah. And actually, if you... I don't know if... This is totally not related to horror in any way at all. I'm really glad my name doesn't sound like a town or else... You know, <laughs> I know, sell my stories to... <laughs> Although, can you imagine Apollo one night in Cumnock? <laughs> well, there you go, you can make your emphasis own on the Emphasis on the knock. <laughs> but yeah, the... I only found out a few days ago, uh-huh. like through just googling stuff through the horror, the idea that China is now a porn star, that the one night in Paris thing uh-huh. was found in a, a storage place. Right. And the woman that found it actually features on a TV show that you can see on the History Channel, uh-huh. called Storage Wars. Ah, right, okay, okay There's yeah. a woman called Nabila uh-huh. on it. She's the one that found the Paris Hilton. I'll be honest, I feel very ashamed that I know what you're talking about here. I, I have Storage, Storage Wars, Wars on series linked. And Pawn Stars oh, and man. Hardcore Pawn. But Hardcore Pawn's on bio. But the and they've tried to set up these characters on Storage Wars as yeah. well. There's like two warring factions and all that yeah. kind of thing. It's but do, does anybody like Dave Hester? Well, this is a 
Honestly, uh, so I was expecting you to go, yup. <laughs> but then there'll be lots of you all listening to this going, I have no idea what they're talking about. I think I've seen but it twice, so I definitely haven't got something serious. <laughs> but I suppose there is a link between this podcast and the History Channel in the way that this podcast about horror films isn't really talking a lot about horror films and the History Channel doesn't really show a lot of programmes about history. <laughs> Storage Wars is about shit that's happening just now. Hardcore Pawn is about people buying things just now that might be old. <laughs> then you've got Swamp People, which is uh, guys shooting crocodile alligators in the head just now. There's a big alligator problem in parts of America and these people have to... They have a, a hunting season of uh-huh. a month and every year the number that they're allowed to kill goes up because the alligator population is massive. Centratious. <laughs> they're, they're warriors of God. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, there's a, there's a couple of guys on it that are uh, Native Americans and That's the yeah, well, there's not very many of them because all the Europeans have been over and went, we like your country. Yeah. Uh, back to almost slightly horror territory, the last History History Channel programme I watched um, was Life After People. I thought you were going to say Mega Piranha. No, back to horror. No, no. That is kind of back to horror because it's in the, the wake of a apocalyptic... Uh, Disaster that oh, after people was like, uh, uh, I think it was like 20 episodes each lasting an hour, and it looks at the effects, uh, the way that the world would, would turn out. Was it scientific? Yeah, too, too just... scientific for me. Oh, because they've got another one that is just if you take that premise uh-huh. and then remove all the science from it uh-huh. and just fill it with wall-to-wall hyperbole uh-huh. and it's uh... Oh, there's a lot of that as well, there's a lot of that as it well. Was, it's a bit sciencey, a bit It was hyperbolic. about doomsday preppers. No, no, nothing like that. And they actually, no. they had, they would have this bit where they would have all these people saying, I'm planning for a mega volcano, uh, I'm planning for the meltdown of the entire economy, mm. uh, I'm, I'm planning for attacked by aliens and stuff yeah. and then they would show you what these people had done and then at the end of the little segment about each person it would have this our expert has rated this person's attempts yeah their preparations have been uh-huh. rated by an expert but the expert never appears on screen and you can tell that that's just because the expert just doesn't want to be linked to this person and the word expert simultaneously. That's it. So yeah, I've I've been made to watch fifteen minutes about this fucking crazy bastard in Arizona who has gone, yeah, I have turned my swimming pool into a greenhouse where we also have fish in the bottom and we have all this stuff and we're growing algae and we're we're getting used to making uh what are those drinks that people make with the fruit and everything? I'm not a big fan. Orange <laughs> juice? No, it's the, like the, and it's smoothies. Smoothies? Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm not a big fan of smoothies. This, this program was sponsored by Glasgow Health Board. By Innocent Smoothies. <laughs> no, I, I love fruit and veg and stuff, but I'm not a big fan of smoothies because... You just don't permit them in your home. They're not smooth. <laughs> You know, very smooth, that's a very, by their very definition, they're the, very smooth. The idea to to me of a smoothie is something that's like this uh, this vodka and iron brew that I'm drinking, it slips down very smoothly. Whereas a smoothie doesn't, it's got a, it's got a consistency to it that I don't really like. It's, it's like the difference between... Like because Iron Brew comes out of a bottle, smoothies a lot of the time come out of a bottle. So I'm going to compare two things that come out of the same place. Iron Brew is urine, <laughs> smoothies are jizz. That's... Do you know this, this, this is never going to work. So <laughs> <laughs> hey, back to horror for <laughs> We were going to talk about Cabin in the Woods type movies. Cabin in the Woods, were we? Oh no, we can save that, I think, for... Yeah, we'll save that for another week. That's a money shot, that's too good to... You want to blow or want to? No, I know. Are you giving me any trouble for mentioning money shots? Well, there's the... The film for Fright Fest that's just been on. Yeah, which I've seen absolutely nothing. <laughs> I mean, that, that's what yeah. Series Link was made for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've taken Because Series Link did record all the films. Yeah. I do like that about Film for. It will just record the entire season of films. Yeah. And yet, Channel 4 still can't figure out a way to only record new episodes that come down with me. Okay, and edit this bit out, I'm sure, I'm sure of it. So yeah, so what films have you seen in the Fright Fest so far? Uh, Other the, the TV version of Fright Fest, obviously. None, neither of the two of us um, could like, afford to go down to London. to London for the Fright Fest. And if we had, then we wouldn't be able to record this anyway. Yeah. Because I would have been arrested because of being in the same building as Emily Booth. <laughs> oh. She's some woman. She is. I remember her when she was on Vids. Yeah, no, I know. She was in Bits. Oh, sorry, Bits. Which was a cheap version of Well, Bits. no, it was a games version of Vids. Yeah. But I remember And then watching... she's went on to be a big star. And well, not that was... big a star. Yeah, she's big on the and, big and, uh, and the, guy, the guy from Vids stands behind me in the, the queue at Greg's and there's a <laughs> decorator. <laughs> And infinitely more Nigel, Steffi boy. Alright. Infinitely more talented than uh, than her. <laughs> I don't. You know, seen the the film. The she's made a couple of films. She made yeah, a I've really seen, good seen one the, about aliens. I can't remember what it was seen called. Seen like a documentaries and stuff. And she does a really good documentary about the Evil Dead that's included right. in the Evil Dead box set that I've got. So, so yeah, don't say anything against Emily Booth. Yeah, it was like a great, great documentary I saw. Then. Yeah, but when we put this up online, of course, now that she's mentioned, we'll have to, we'll have to like say on Twitter, we've mentioned you in this, and you're now saying that a man who, as far as I'm concerned, is only famous for regularly being the tallest, <laughs> the straight man, and the tallest <laughs> person in the cat house, uh-huh. is infinitely more talented than her. She's made some. She made a brilliant film about aliens. She's no. It was really good, but then she was in a film with Danny Filth. Oh, he's a, he's Nobody wants to be in a film with Danny Filth. 
In fairness, the guy from Vids is a better painter and decorator than she is. <laughs> I don't know, I, well, I will happily invite both of them down to my farm. <laughs> Give them a room each. And I, I will then see which painter and decorator I would rather spend time with. And I can tell you that poor Steffi boy is going to be phoning you up going, Ross, can you go to Greg's for me? Because <laughs> I'm hell of a lonely and I can do with a steak bake. <laughs> can we now put Greg's on the Twitter thing as well? Hashtag, we mentioned you. Hashtag and Greg. Hashtag steak bake. We're mentioning Twitter. We'll seem like a pair of young urban professionals here. We're both on Twitter. Although you're... Uh, you're both pre- on the door. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're protected no. on Twitter. I'm protected. Why? You've never said anything that's been controversial. Yeah, no, just because I'm, because of my work, I don't like to, I don't like people to to be able to associate me with anything. <laughs> <laughs> it really is difficult getting uh, Nazi spies to <laughs> admit what they do these days. Nine. <laughs> yeah. So. But yeah, would you like to tell everybody at home what your work is? No! 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 <laughs> exactly! And what's my work? It's pretty much just being me. <laughs> it's hard work. Every day I search the DWP website for jobs as being Gil. <laughs> and it hasn't come up, and they say that I'm not looking for work. But the requirements are that the job has to be being me, and it has to take place in this flat. <laughs> That's the main problem with being a shitty agrophobe. Yeah. So actually, not quite a good agrophobe. What was the last thing that you were scared by a movie? Uh, Since I was scared by Chernobyl Diaries and Emily Booth. The last time I was that I remember being scared by a movie was nineteen eighty six. Flight and Navigator. No, it wasn't Flight the Navigator, although I Flight, scared the bejesus out of me. Flight the Navigator was really good because it was a Disney film. I've still not seen it. <laughs> you just seen the trailer? No. And God, that's too freaky. <laughs> no, I saw Batsy at one afternoon when I was like 10 and I was just like, man, that's too much. <laughs> so no. Well, the, the thing that, because now that I'm 35 and age plays havoc with your memory, is that I occasionally just expect it to be the same race of aliens in Flight of the Navigator as it is in the the Dennis Quaid film Enemy Mine. It's a good one. Which is a brilliant film. I, I really, really love it and I hadn't seen it for years mm-hmm. and I'd always remembered it as being this more solitary one-on-one continuous film and forgotten all about the second half with the miners because mm. I, I can't really like go oh spoiler alert yeah actually to be fair the film came out what eight? 30 years ago yeah, yeah so yeah fucking spoiler alert the alien that Dennis Quaid's having lots and lots of one on one time with and eventually becomes friends with dies in childbirth and Dennis Quaid's left to look after the baby although he doesn't when he when he gets his beard now when I watch it, I just think it's Jim Morrison in space. Yeah. 
So kind of about like two and a half men or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> just like that. But a shit version of two and a half really? men. It'd be like the version of two and a half <laughs> men where Alan turns up at the door with Jake, jabs the door. Charlie goes, I don't really like you, and then Alan immediately dies. <laughs> Charlie goes, well, I'll have to raise this little continuously farted masturbator. Imagine Charlie, Charlie Sheen was your only dad. That'd be rubbish. Two dads, you can understand it. But, but not, he's not his dad, he's his uncle. uncle I know, but... Ah, he's, but you're, you're getting... It mixed up with my two dads, there. two and a half my men. My two dads, my two dads. Is that how the song went? Aye, aye. That's exactly how it went. Can you why need to am pay I not PRS money or something after this? Yeah, why am I not getting money for writing film, film music for Hollywood? I don't. Know. Yeah. What are you doing? I was just checking because remember we have a oh, we have the half hour recording yeah. thing where. We have to get to that point where we... Yeah, don't tell them that though, because that's like... Yeah. Uh, this is a... Uh, you're breaking the fourth wall. I don't like it. <laughs> well, not breaking the fourth wall, because you won't appear on camera. I won't appear on camera. You're correct. <laughs> so we're breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, which is a, a totally acceptable wall to break. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm really sorry to all the people who will be listening to this on like MP3 or AAC or whichever format you prefer. But at some point, we will have to edit this, and we won't edit out any of the shit. We'll just be cutting two things together to make an hour of nonsense. With a theme tune. With a theme tune. Gavin Ross goes Bodacious Horror Podcast. No, it's uh, Ross Gilchrist's oh, new, right. new single, uh-huh. Night Boat to Arkham, Night Boat which to he Arkham. has graciously... Said, why did you even ask? Oh, he's a good boy. He is. Yeah. Like his new haircut. What is it? But he's completely bald. Just haircut. totally, totally shaved his head. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm gonna need to do that route soon. But then you won't look like Christopher Nolan. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> but nobody can know, so. Uh, nobody can know. Nobody can truly know. Like in all photographs that we have to use, because we'll need to have a wee picture. Uh-huh. So we're going to have like a wrestling mask on. Uh-huh. El Luchador, yeah. Um, aye. Anyway, yeah, sorry, the last time that I was right 32 seconds, I think you're better. Oh, it's okay, we've got a minute. Alright, yes. But yeah, the last time I was frightened, 1986, it was the first time I saw American Werewolf in London. Uh-huh. And it was at my childhood friend Scott Ramsey's house. His dad was a police officer uh-huh. who smoked a pipe and sat in his own chair. He was very like an awesome guy but really really quiet. Uh-huh. So when we were watching this film, which I think it was a pirate copy. Nasty. <laughs> Not saying anything. But uh, when it got to the bit in the lane, because uh-huh. we were all sitting watching this film fascinated. Right. That, that was Ah, the bit in the lane, right, aye. Yeah. The bit at the end in the lane. I mean, it was fine. His dad's letting us watch Jenny Agutter get her knocks out and everything. The bit in the lane when the werewolf jumped, Uh his dad knew exactly when that bit Ah. was and came right up behind us and grabbed us. Yeah. And I seriously felt awkward walking across the back to get into my grand's house after that. 
because I was, it must have been before 86 because I was, I would have been nine then. Yeah, but I went to see the Nicole Kidman joint. Oh, yeah, we saved us for the second part. Okay. <laughs> Can you spot the edit cut? Right, so what were you saying about Nicole Kidman? Hmm? You were... That... That's not an obvious <coughs> edit point there, is it? Okay. But, oh, the, the mood didn't change there. So you didn't tell me not to say cunt. Right, stop swearing now, please. Okay. Oh, for fuck's sake. Ah, right, enough. Okay. Bad, bad girl. Yeah, yeah Nicole, we're talking Nicole, about horror films. Nicole Kidman, yeah, yeah. Nicole Kidman, she's quite. Yeah, we went to see The Others, and somebody did that to me during The Others. Um, did the whole waiting for a really tense bit. And then making you was jump. Was it the bit with the little girl with the veil over? And oh man, that was a horrifying movie. I saw that at an all night horror thing and it sent me to sleep. I, I really liked it, I have to say. I mean, you I had to watch it again afterwards. Mm. And I thought, oh, they've just watched The Sixth Sense and yeah. gone, oh, what would be, what would be freaky? Or oh, if. It turns out that the people that are trying to get rid of the ghosts turn out to be the ghosts. Yeah, I thought it was great. I really liked it. Um, I think the thing with like film like Six, uh, sorry, uh, Paranormal Activity and stuff like that is that it's pretty, pretty much just a jumpy film. That's the the whole premise behind the film is to be jumpy. Um, yeah, but then as as you might have noticed, the uh, Chernobyl Diaries, the worst of the Princess Diaries films. That's its full title now, as far as I'm concerned. Yep. I didn't jump at all. That's I because you're hardened. No, but jumpy films just never get me because it yeah, gets yeah. to a point where you get used to the... Like, oh, there's a long, sustained scene yeah, on um, some strings. There's going to be a moment in a second where yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be a jump. Uh-huh. No, it's fun, but I mean, my... No, but I think that the music and stuff like that, the way they set up jumps mm -hmm. ruins it for me now. It does a bit, aye, because... Like, uh, what was the one about the the child that's possessed, and it's all really, really, really quiet, and then at the end it just gets mega loud. It was like, about a shit kid. Emily Rose. Died or something, no, it wasn't that. Last Exorcism? No, it was yeah. about a wee boy. And his parents and... Oh, Insidious! Yeah, Insidious, oh, for fuck's sake. So that, you, you're on your own with this one. That, that, watching Insidious was... I would have preferred Freddy Krueger standing behind me for four and a half hours <laughs> with his claws on a blackboard. That would have... Yeah. I, I just didn't... It wasn't that I didn't get Insidious, it was there's a new style of sound production and they actually they got into trouble for using it too much on the woman in black, which I didn't mind. I quite liked the woman in black. Mm -hmm. But towards the end of the woman in black it started doing the this section will be really loud as well. Mm -hmm. And it pissed me off How so did they much. Get into trouble, what was the situation on that? Well, they had to 
when they went to the BBFC, uh -huh. they they got a 15 certificate, uh -huh. and they were told that they would only get the 12 certificate if they redid the sound editing. Right. Okay. Because the the use of sound for trying to make people jump is such a a common shitty trick <clears throat> that well it's now uh -huh. deemed to be scarier than any of the visuals in well, the film. Well, I'll be honest, the woman in black. My opinion on this, we spoke about this before, but my opinion. You didn't like it. I well, I kind of did, and I kind of didn't. The reason that I, I liked it was well, I went to the theatre to see it um, performed on stage, and and that performance sound is absolutely crucial, it's used all the way through it. Um, so I can understand why the film uh, would would do that. My main problem with uh, Women in Black was the use of CGI, the crass use of CGI in my opinion that was totally unnecessary. They set up a great mood, um, similar to the other Hammer films that have just been, been put out recently like Waitwood and uh, there's been a few others that have been in a kind of similar vein um, and I just thought it was such a pity because they'd made such a great uh, such a great setup. The, the the backdrops and everything were absolutely stunning. Daniel Radcliffe was believable uh, as a I was quite surprised because yeah, I'm not a I'm not a big Harry Potter fan. No. I'm not even a small did, Harry Potter no, fan. He did, he did well, he did well. But I, I did like it, particularly the, the scene with the car yep. near the end. I thought yep. that was really good with the, the mud. There mm -hmm. was actual proper believable uh -huh. tension there that there didn't involve was. lots of loud noises. Yep. Um, but yeah, so we've got different problems with the film, but I think it's, it's not that I didn't like it, it's just that it's, it, let, it let down. Well, maybe the because of. material, perhaps. Maybe because I'm older, I was just happier to see a Hammer film do so well. I oh, absolutely. Because I am an old bastard, and I was I was brought up watching. Have you seen Wakewood? Hammer films, not yet. Wakewood's much better. Wakewood's um, it's, it's very much in the vein of The Wicker Man. Um, Have you seen The Wicker Tree? The, that's the sequel. I've not actually seen that. No. Yeah. The, What's that like? Well, the the thing with the Wicker. Man, man, well, no, the the Wicker Man uh -huh. is the the original release of the Wicker Man in nineteen ninety eight starring Nick Cage. Fuck off! <laughs> also, that wasn't nineteen ninety eight; that was two thousand eight. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, I mean, Nicholas Cage should just stay as far away from remakes as possible because yeah. he was he was the, Ghost Rider, and he always will be. That's my opinion. <laughs> he shouldn't sully his, his career by he was, taking on. He was the first person considered for the American remake of Old Boy, oh, right, which is a okay. film that shouldn't be remade, no, no, and especially shouldn't be remade with Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Do you know uh, Tox Avenger has uh, been remade? Um, oh, I, I don't want to watch a remake of it, because what's a remake going to do? It's, it's going to have a higher budget and therefore destroy all the charm. Do you know who's attached to it? Have you heard this? No. So, uh, John Travolta. Oh, for fuck's sake. So I don't know, I doubt he'll be playing Little Melvin, the mock boy. He's probably more likely to be playing the mayor, Mayor Belgoody, or something on that line. Well, um, will, there, will there be a certain subtext? Yeah, as I imagine there have been so, in, yeah. Lot, in a lot of 
recent John Travolta news articles? <laughs> Will that subtext be there? Very possibly, very it's, possibly. Um, but yeah, we, we shouldn't. Listen, no, I mean, we shouldn't start the. We've, the all, we've all been there. We've all, we've all done things we're not proud of. <laughs> very well young men. I'm not aware of having done that, to be honest. But yeah, I think we should avoid slander yeah, in the no, first no, podcast. Or no, John Travolta, because and, he's never. Oh. Police, but then we, the police of Scientology are yeah, firmly against homosexuality, so I'd imagine that he would be. That's slightly more of an illusion than then we should have put All on right, to, okay. well, we can to edit walk. that out, we can edit that out. <laughs> no, we, we don't have to edit it out, because if anybody just, uh, if you've got a browser like uh-huh. Google Chrome these days, if you type in things like John Travolta, and it comes up with the list of, here's an entire sentence I might think that you're looking for, that will be one of them anyway, yeah. so, yeah. Good for him anyway. Good for him. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think him and Tom Cruise have made a lovely couple <laughs> of actors <laughs> in a film together. That's it. Yep. They, they should... What what duo could they be? Which which duo? Um, well, they could remake, uh, could remake Shaun of the Dead. Oh, Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> Is a, a film that I I just think I've really loved Spaced mm-hmm. and I've liked most of the other stuff that they've done. What Paul? I actually liked Paul. I did like Paul because I I thought that the there was this kind of juxtaposition between the appearance of Paul mm-hmm. and Seth Rogen's voice. Yeah. That, that did work. Because it made you just think, well, yeah, this little alien character is more like just an actual person. Instead of it being like some fucking guy for shit. But Shaun of the Dead, the thing that pissed me right off about that was that they described it as the first rom-zom-com. Uh, I just thought, didn't Peter Jackson beat you by like, yeah, yeah. by like eight years with yeah. Brain Dead, or what was the, what was the American title for Brain Dead? Dead Alive. Or oh, I don't But yeah, the the first romantic comedy involving zombies that I'm aware of is Brain Dead, and it is. It is brilliant. Yeah. It doesn't have Bill Nye. It doesn't have Bill Nye, but then Shaun of the Dead barely has Bill Nye in it either. I like the fact that the entire relationship between Sean and his stepfather is just subtext that meant fuck all to me. The relationship between most of the characters was just subtext that meant nah, fuck all to me. come on. And the bit at the end when there's the old man zombie and they're all no, beating him, you on. can see the pads and it's really cheap looking. I would have preferred that if they'd had to own up at the end of the filming and say, yeah, okay, so we did actually kill an old man. Oh. But it looked more believable than... He's wearing a white shirt and there's all these pads. At least if he'd been wearing a black shirt, the pads might not have been quite so visible. 
in my opinion, Hot Fuzz is terrible, and so is Paul. And really, Shaun of the Dead is the ver is the closest to space, and therefore is the best because it's closest to perfection. I, as I space as perfection. I would. Uh, <laughs> I, I would, you would disagree with that. I would have to disagree with that and and say that. I mean, what's well, funny about Hot Fuzz? Got they horrible accents. That what they call the accents and stuff. Saying combo. It's rubbish. But why don't they use Cornish actors? Exactly. That's because a... Cornish people are so backwards that none of them can act. Dear me. See, it's that whole thing about should you use disabled actors? Should you use people from Cornwall <laughs> to play Cornish people? You could, or you could get a joke did you just Did you just compare being from Cornwall <laughs> to being disabled? Oh, it's, it's not We're enough. going straight to the top yeah, of the iTunes charts. Being disabled is not as bad as that. Um, the Cornish Olympics, <laughs> there in two weeks' time. You could get Joe Cornish. Like, to, throwing Joe Cornish a, to throwing a pasty. <laughs> Vaulting the bar. Well, you just I've, jump over I've the I've many, many really time. nice people from Cornwall, so... So have I, I'll but you're the one that's... You're I'll the one that just no described more, it. I'll hear no more of your patter about yeah, but Cornwall. Well... I just don't like Shaun of the Dead, sorry. Yeah, you're well, wrong. Well, it's... You're wrong. It's not that I don't like it, I just think it's... It's cheap laughs, really. Uh-huh. You know, particularly the whole thing with the jukebox. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I thought it was done really badly. Oh. I mean, like compare that to. What do you want? What exactly do you want? Would you like me to tell you when <laughs> when somebody hitting a jukebox has resulted in a song being played and being funnier than Shaun of the Dead? Who put that on? Some Airplane. random, hilarious, best. <laughs> now that is how you write dialogue. Just because I've written a film. <laughs> that has lots of swearing words that you wouldn't like your mum to hear me saying in the podcast. Correct, correct. Well, just don't tell her to listen to the podcast. Okay, okay. I don't think she's got iTunes anyway. <laughs> so that's, that's okay. Well, then... I was, I was going to go like, yeah, fuck her. But no, that's just no, not, no. that's just not nice. But you can say that about my mum, because no. my, my mum's a disgrace. <laughs> she, has, she used to let, the reason I like horror films is she used to let me sit up and watch the old horror films on Channel 4. But well, this was back in the 80s, so you wouldn't remember it. No. But on a Friday night, <laughs> on a Friday night on Channel 4, uh-huh. late at night, they used to have like the Wolfman and the Mummy and Frankenstein and yeah, Abbott I've heard of some of those films. Abbott yeah, and Costello yeah. meet the Wolfman and stuff like <laughs> that. But I I was watching them when I was a little boy. They would let me stay up because it was Friday night and they were all black and white films that even these days are a PG but they wouldn't be on till like 11 o'clock and they would never scare me. And I still absolutely adore Lon Chaney as the yeah. Wolfman. No, I, I don't like, I have to say, I don't like Lon Chaney as the Wolfman. Um, I, I mainly I don't like the, the the design. And I kind of object to him being called Lon Chaney in the first place because it was a, a studio move. 
His real name's something like Chud. His real name's... Lon Chaney Jr. Yeah, his real name's something like Jigwell or something. Yeah, and but the... The thing with the early Wolfman films is that the, the transformation uh -huh. was something that people hadn't seen before. Uh -huh. They got a lot better at it. I mean, like by... Um, By like the Abbott and Costello ones, it was yeah, it, it was, was really a lot, really good, a lot quicker, and it was really good. But the Abbott and Costello ones, I've never actually, were, I've never seen those. Uh, they're they're quite unique mm -hmm. in the way that for those films they had the the same people playing uh -huh. the characters that had done so in the horror films. Yeah, up to a point. And acting what yeah. the characters did in the horror films. Yeah, Carl Wolf came back as Frankenstein. And I think Karloff came back as Frankenstein. Only, only, only ever after the third one, he only ever came back as a mad scientist. Or well, whoever played Frankenstein in Abbott and Costello mm. meet, I think it's Abbott and Costello meet the Wolfman, because mm -hmm. it's got Frankenstein, mm -hmm. Wolfman, and Dracula in it. Mm -hmm. Frankenstein kills somebody by throwing them through a window. Right. Uh -huh. So it's an Abbott and Costello film that's. Pure, you've got the pure slapstick thing, uh -huh. but then you've got Frankenstein actually just killing somebody by throwing them through a window. So it was a nice combination of the uh -huh. the two. Are you now just googling who played Frankenstein? Yeah, I'm just interested. Yeah. Um, uh, I reckon it'd be Gwen Strange, um, who was the kind of latter day Frankenstein. But what um, was the what was the Wolfman's actual name? It was Talbot. Uh, Laurie, Larry Talbot, Lawrence Talbot. Lawrence Talbot, that was it. Yeah. Um, so, I yeah, really didn't like the remake that they did of that a yeah, couple of years ago. Like how, I, I liked like the, the later on they started doing these like House of Frankenstein, House of Dracula. Yeah. They definitely by that end, the, 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 probably my, one the favourite kind of light, later uh, film featuring the Wolfman would be Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. Um, that was the one that ended with the the waterfall. It's to do with brains getting transformed, uh, getting uh, transformed. But did it end with so, some falling into water and being frozen? They all pretty much something. finished like that, or into lava, or. And then they then they we end up going downstream, get defrosted. Next film. Yeah. So, um, Bill Lugosi obviously played, and uh, and that one he played Igor, um, which was a character. Most people assume that Igor was the dwarf from the first film, um, but that's not actually the case. It's uh, Fritz was the name of the, the, the dwarf oh. assistant in the first film, uh, played by Dwight Fry. But uh, Lugosi was the first character to be called Igor in the Frankenstein films, and that was, See, that was Son of Frankenstein. And you, you said that, that we didn't know enough about horror yeah, we do a realistic <laughs> podcast and we, actu we actually kinda do kinda do, kinda do you know, we're, we're not going to go on about cinematographers and shit like that yeah, exactly my favourite exactly. cinematographer is the one from the Blair Witch Project because there really wasn't one it was just a bunch of idiots running about with cameras yeah, Glenn Strange played um, played uh, Frankenstein and, well, he, and that to be fair, he he didn't really speak much, and the yeah. and the makeup was so consistent yes, back then. Yeah. That, but I mean, Lugosi actually played Frankenstein as well. Lugosi yeah. Played. What was didn't Lugosi play Frankenstein before Karloff? 
he was he was signed up for the role. Uh, well, there was interest in him for the role, um, and he was billed on the posters. But they eventually eventually went McCarlough. And it was an inspired decision. I mean, uh, they originally had had uh, had uh, Frankenstein speaking, um, which obviously they followed up with uh, on Brian right, Frankenstein. Only has uh, two lines in the first film. Rough. Well, attempting to speak. Oh. Okay, sorry, right. that's just my mother. <laughs> I like the fact that you turn that phone over and it just doesn't ring. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't actually have any lines in the first movie. Um, Not in the scene with the little girl. No. Does, doesn't, he, doesn't he say like, one word? No, he speaks to the blind man. Yeah, friend. That's in. Friend. That's in. That's. Brady Frankenstein. No, that's yeah, the that's original Frankenstein, no, isn't it? Brave, Where he meets the old man, the, the old blind man. Because there's the crucifix image in the background that gets highlighted, and that ties in with James Whale's whole vision of the the Bride of Frankenstein movie as being. It's uh, an unfortunate name, that isn't it? Yeah, now, absolutely. Now that these days people think of James Whale as being that squash-faced little <laughs> dick. <laughs> The only thing that, like, week after week, tuning in and catching him just trying to shag Cleo Rockus. Does he still have a career? Is he? I don't even know if he's still alive. He used to I'm do hoping that talk radio, James. Yeah, but he also had a television show that was on at about two o'clock in the morning. So oh, you, you'd enough, end up watching yeah. it if there was nothing else to do. Seems and like he's But then Charlie Chuck uh-huh. would appear on it. That was one of the first places he ever appeared. And he would have a, a studio audience that would basically just throw pensioners and yeah, it was. <laughs> we'll just ignore that. I'll just it, answer it. You don't want your mum think you. Oh no, it's okay. She's my mother. She's she's used to me not speaking to her. <laughs> you know that, and I'll just point this out to her. I, I will just say, get your iTunes on. <laughs> Rossi's just. Give him a message for my mum. Go on. Hi, girls, mum. Tell her she's a no, dirty, I'm not telling her dirty woman. No, I'm not telling her nothing. You're a dirty, dirty person for seeing nasty things with your lovely mum. I, I took my mother to the cinema on Tuesday for her birthday. Oh, wow. What would you go and see? Brave. Brave. Was yeah. it good? It was, it was good, but... But they have forests in it, and uh, they don't look like Scottish forests to me, they look more Canadian. Okay, I'll answer it, and she can be on the podcast. Hello, Mum. Yeah. Is that question, are you recording a podcast just now? So don't recall. Yeah, we, we sat and we had a really good discussion for like half an hour. It was sadly <laughs> the most, it was the most interesting section of the entire night. And it was we, really killer. It was, it was awesome. All <laughs> killer, no filler, total some 41 shit. And we didn't record it. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, after the, the interrupting phone call from my, my mother who was w- once nearly a nun, which means I just can't get the the correct amount of sexual enjoyment out of watching the devils anymore. Yeah. 
So Because I was a nun just stripping off, I just go, my mum was nearly a nun. Yeah, what we've talked about was... Um, there was lots of stuff that we'll maybe talk about next yeah, week. We spoke, yeah, uh, it might be a better idea to come back to that at some point. We spoke particularly about uh, Stephen King adaptations. Yeah, oh yeah, well, or maybe we... I, I can't remember what bit came where. Yeah, I think that bit came after. I think that bit maybe came after. Yeah, and we were talking about Nicole Kidman and the others. Yeah. So we've missed a Mr. Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, some nonsense. Uh, but we'll, we'll get back to all that kind of stuff at some point. Yeah, um, but if anybody has any ideas for how we could maybe have a theme to to guide the podcast, because this is our first ever podcast, neither of us have done any podcasting before. Yeah. So some, uh, something we discussed before we started with us was doing uh, broad themes like, for example, werewolf movies or Cabin in the Woods, Cabin movies, the Woods movies, or uh, just found footage, things that things that go out with the fourth wall. These various various themes. So we're looking for you to suggest any kind of theme that you think would be interesting for us to talk about. We'll do our, our best to to fire up the old Netflix and see what we can. We can see um, to the torrent mobile too. <laughs> so yeah, so this has been our first podcast, and we hope you've enjoyed it. Um, I think we'll probably wrap up now, Mister McLean. Yeah, we shall, we shall, Mister. Rocky Transkey, Mister. We shall, Mister Bacon. You have to, you have to drive away in your Morris. My, <laughs> my vacant review. And. Uh, <laughs> And just to make things equally awkward, from the moment when I click my fingers, we're going to record the intro to the podcast. So thank you. Bye. That wasn't the intro. No, that wasn't the intro. Yeah, sorry. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Buy our albums. Let's